everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. This is a non-Patreon exclusive, which means that if you're listening to this from my Spotify, my iTunes, just know that I have a Patreon available that you can sign up for a little as $1 a month. It takes three minutes to sign up. Link is in the bio of my Instagram. With that being said, I also created a new Instagram page called Munden underscore aesthetics, where I share all of the most satisfying, beautiful slash glorious art you can possibly imagine. A lot of people have been asking me for long periods of time now, where do you get your art? Where do you get your art? Mostly from Telegram. But the thing is, is that I needed a place to consolidate my artwork because uh, it was just cluttering up my story feed. So nonetheless, Patreon and Munden underscore aesthetic. So today I want to talk about something that is, I think a little bit, I don't know why it's not discussed more within our community. I think it's because it's overlooked for its importance, but this is kind of on the topic of hobbies, but not just any type of hobby, more so masculine hobbies. If there is anything such as a masculine hobby, which people would argue and say there's not, but there is. And then also leisurely activities, which are kind of one in the same with hobbies and or leisure. Okay, so what is leisure? Leisure is usually an activity that is done to unwind. And actually, let's look up the, the definition of leisure, shall we? I don't even know how to spell How do you even spell that? Le uh, le <laughs> leisurely activities. I don't know how to spell leisure, apparently. Um, but some examples of leisurely activities, like just, well, first of all, the definition is, is leisure has often been defined as a quality of experience or as free time. Free time is spent away from business, work, job, hunting, uh, domestic chores, education, as well as activities such as eating or sleeping. So basically it's your way to unwind from the world. It's kind of interesting that they, that they marked, uh, eating and sleeping as leisure. But nonetheless, the modern world is very chaotic. The tempo of it is insane compared to, you know, the old world. I, I have to, I can't help but note how our ancestors used to harvest and hunt for only, you know, four to five hours a day, if that. And there were absurd amounts of time where they were just hanging around and chilling. But we forget that. And we forget that the world is slower than the world that we're in now, which is very fast paced. There's always something to do. There's always tasks and chores to be completed that are usually extraneous and complicated and overwhelming. So it's important to kind of find something in your life that'll help you slow down, focus on the world around you, and that will ground you. But not only that, preferably a hobby, which is something that you can, uh, maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's something you could get better at. It's satisfying. Maybe in the future, it's something that you could sell, though I am hesitant to intertwine finances and uh, commerce into my hobbies because once you start to uh, financially gain from your hobby and it grows as a business, it becomes less of a hobby and more of a business, which is something that I'll get to in the future. So let's talk about some masculine hobbies, shall we? So Maybe you don't have any hobbies in your life or maybe you want to get into some and you could even coordinate or you can even say that hobbies such as, uh, let's say, weightlifting, that's a hobby, um, paintball, airsoft, those are hobbies, but I'm thinking more something that's kind of skill based and more so mastery, which is something I talked about in a previous episode. So. I think masculine hobbies are something that is essential for our psyche and for our growth. It is 
satisfying to know that we can grow a virtue such as industriousness, which is basically the ability to create, fix, and build, and it's handwork, mostly. So I've been really interested in blacksmithing lately for one of two reasons. One, it looks like it's a fascinating skill set, and you can make some really cool items such as blades and swords and stuff like that, but it's also uh, a great workout. I've seen blacksmiths who have insane arms. They look like they have little chimp arms. And um, you can also eventually sell things from it, sell your blades. And you can even make a business out of it, which I said I was hesitant to do. But maybe there is a certain point in time as to where you can actually monetize your hobby without it becoming, uh, without it consuming you. So, for example, one of my hobbies, right, is podcasting. So that's not something you really get down and dirty in, right? But it's something that I like to do in my free time. It's something I do for fun. It helps people. It helps myself. And I've happened to monetize it through what you're listening to now, hopefully, which is the Patreon. Um, so there is a time and a place where you can monetize your hobbies, but I would be reluctant and let that come more naturally. But I think some other masculine hobbies, which is a hobby that I used to be against back when I was at my peak vegetarian days, which was hunting, until I actually went hunting with one of my friends, Kevin, and I realized, and I know a lot of you guys are saying, well, no shit, Forrest, but hunting is actually a great hobby and or leisurely activity, depending on how you do it and what you hunt. But I went deer hunting with my friend last summer and uh, we went through some trails. We went, I, we didn't find any deers, by the way, which kind of leads me to believe that it's way more difficult than a lot of people, including myself at one point in time, actually anticipated. But I think hunting is a great activity. So anything that you can kind of connect to your ancestral um, past with, so blacksmithing, hunting, maybe woodworking, um, building homes, construction, whatever it is, something that can kind of connect you to the old ways in one form or another, maybe in something not so dramatic, maybe something not so obvious, but I think man is meant to build with his hands and man is meant to create. And in a way we are kind of, that is our gift as human beings are, I mean, the gods were given us the gift of creation and therefore making us to a certain extent godlike. So I think we should kind of build up upon that gift and to not have the ability or not to have the want to create, I think is a waste of our humanity. So gardening, gardening is actually a hobby slash leisurely activity that I've been wanting to get into. I'll get back to blacksmithing in a second, but there's something to be said about gardening. And I think this is the meat and potatoes of this entire episode. In fact, I wanted to go into this episode with the idea of creating a kind of layout about why gardening is important. And you may be listening to this and you may not be interested in it, which is fine. But let me tell you something. I was never interested in gardening at all. I had, I mean, I, I watched my dad garden kind of like build up his desert garden over the last few years. And it looked, it looked fascinating and it, and it was impressive. You know, he has vineyards and stuff like that, but it was never something I really wanted to get into until last year. I had a lot of downtime in the summer because I wasn't on mission you know, uh, COVID-19 craziness, pandemic, fake pandemic broke out. And so I was like, I need to find something that I could just sit out in the sun and I can work. I could toil. I think manhood involves a lot of toil. And I think that's underrated. <laughs> There's always that caveman quote that I referred to. It's like hard labor makes sad voice and head go bye-bye or something like that. So I always think about that. It's funny and true. But there's something to be said about gardening. I think there's real wisdom in it. And I think some lessons that I've learned from last year's gardening is patience. 
and not only patience in the process but patience in the wisdom that is obtained or wisdom that is obtained through patience and slow learning there's a difference between there's actually a book written on this called thinking slow what is it thinking slow and thinking fast or something like that i can't remember the name i actually never wrote it or read it but there's different types of learning and there's slow learning which is something for example like gardening or blacksmithing or you know uh weaponsmithing and there's quick learning which is something like scanning through an article or something right and gardening forced me to slow down have patience and to enjoy the labors of gardening which includes seemingly monotonous and boring things like uh, for example de-weeding your garden which you have to do every single season and it helped me enjoy the little things in life so a process that I hated but now that I love is taking weeds out of my garden but why do I love it well you can look at the weeds within your own life and or your garden maybe in a more literal physical realm and you could see problems and there are problems that you can eliminate within your garden or within your mind or your life that can be therapeutic for not only you but those around you so in my garden I sit there and I'm in the sun I'm feeling good I'm kind of baking a little bit I'm warm I'm sweating but I also have an audiobook in and the ground smells of fresh soil because I'm usually tilling my garden and I know that I can solve this problem which is my weeds and it can make my garden life just a little bit easier and if we can remove even just one weed from our mind or from our garden then we are one step towards the next step of a million steps and life is like a garden small incremental changes one step after another something less dramatic eventually leading to something beautiful like a finished garden but ironically like life gardens are never finished they're cyclic and that's something that i've learned about gardening is that life is modern man seems time at sees time as more linear right we look at the calendar 12 months about 30 days in each month january through december and it's just linear it's in a line but in actuality life and nature is cyclic the point is is that when you garden you kind of start to realize that life is cyclic we go by seasons and it's like well i don't know how we seem to forget about this but it's easy when you're surrounded by a clock i'm looking in my perimeter right now i have three clocks it's 11 12 a.m and i know that from this point to the end of the day that I can monitor the time, I can monitor the sun through this clock, when in actuality, our ancestors used to use the sun and the moon for a clock. So I kind of joke that when I get my property, I want no clocks on my property. I want the sun and moon to be a clock. But the point is, is that you get a good idea of the sense of the seasons when you garden. Now, what does that actually do when you pay attention to spring and winters and falls and the change in color, the, the change of your plants and the flowering? It connects you to the world around you, the natural world, something that we forgot about a long time ago, pretty much after the Industrial Revolution. It replants you into the soil and to be able to dig your hands into the soil and to be able to just take a moment to look around you, take a breath of fresh air, no matter how big or small your garden is, is one of the most therapeutic things that you can possibly do. And to combine that with patience and perseverance and resilience and industriousness, I feel like that is an ultimately masculine hobby. Now, I read this book by, I think his name is Monty Don. He's a professional gardener out of England, I believe. And he told me something that was really fascinating. And maybe we should take this literally, maybe not. But he said that gardening, your garden, is an extension of your consciousness. And what I think he means by that is that 
when you develop certain virtues and traits within yourself, like the ones that I've been giving as an example, mostly patience when it comes to guarding, but also creativity. But if your inner mind is chaotic and it is violent and it is unstable, your garden to a certain extent is going to resemble that. So let me give you an example, right? You're an impatient gardener. You see weeds all over your garden. I mean, by the hundreds. Now, the chaotic, violent, maybe unstable mind, and you know, I'm using those as placeholders. I don't mean so literally, um, but maybe the unwise, unknowledge or uh, inexperienced mind will look at those weeds and say, oh, I just, I'll just blast these with some weed killer. Well, guess what? The problem is instantly taken care of. The, the solution is short term. He eliminated the weeds, yes, but he also poisoned his garden. And now the soil is unusable. And if he does actually plant plants and they grow with that poisoning, with those toxins in his garden, uh, his plants aren't going to grow nearly as strong. And if they do grow, they're not going to be as organic as they once were. Whereas if he took the time to actually solve the problems slowly and maybe with some more manual, deliberate labor, intention, he would have not polluted his garden. He would have not polluted his mind. And what Monty Don says is that your garden is a physical projection of your mind. So when you're feeling good, when you're healthy, when the gardener is healthy, the garden is going to be healthy also. Now, obviously, I know that there's a time and a place where your garden kind of falls apart in a chaos, but what ultimately we have to realize is that in gardening, you're not battling against nature. You are working with nature. And I really like that he said that because last year I felt like nature was my enemy. I, it was like me, man versus nature. And I feel like masculinity and I feel like modern man has put himself against nature rather than working with nature, building a relationship with nature. I mean, we see this in our cities and we see this in the massive amount of concrete and phone signals. And, you know, to a certain extent, man is against nature because nature ultimately at the end of the day will see you dead if you're not paying attention. But I think there are certain aspects within our life and within our hobbies that can be attributed to building a healthy relationship with nature you're not it's when you're gardening and in life it's not man versus nature it's man with nature because we are nature so this year in gardening i'm going to kind of slow down i'm going to kind of realize that i'm not fighting against nature and that i'm trying to build a relationship with it but ultimately my biggest takeaways from that book which is called down to earth was that was that it's just a way for me to kind of reconnect to the soil. And he talks about the satisfaction that comes with being able to put your hands into the soil and to be able to just look at the leaves and the growth. And for example, I just went out to my garden this morning, or not my garden, but my little uh, my little pots that I have on my front deck and it's starting to feel like spring today. And if you guys look at my Instagram story, you'll see that my flowers began to spring up. I have summer flowers. And it's just, it's a really satisfying hobby and it's a really healthy hobby because you're learning how to grow your own plants and you, there's a lot of lessons that come with it. So before I hit on that topic too much, just uh, look at the book Down to Earth. It's on Audible. It's really, really good. I really, really like it. But I think gardening is going to be one of my new hobbies. I have summer flowers coming up. I planted squash, zucchini. I have red onions, which somehow made it through the entire season. And uh, what else do I have? Summer flowers like morning glories and uh, 
perennials and all, all, all sorts of cool stuff. And eventually once I get my own property, I want to be able to be completely self-sustaining, which leads me to my next point of my next hobby. And guys, summer and spring is, it's warm, it's sunny, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to pick up something where you can get it going. And hobbies and leisurely activities are a perfect way to do this. And my next hobby that I think I'm going to get into with my dad is beekeeping. Now, what's exciting about learning about new hobbies and stuff like that is that it lets you into new worlds. So I bought this book on beekeeping, which is about three hours long on Audible, and it teaches you how to beekeep, but it also gives you the history of the bees. So I'm learning all this amazing, all these amazing things about the nutrition of honey, beekeeping, pollen, different types of bees, what to do, what not to do. It just lets you into a whole different world. So another hobby that I'm going to be getting into is beekeeping. And then obviously I want to get into blacksmithing. Like I talked about, I'm actually going to go buy an anvil today that connects me to my ancient ancestral uh, ties. Um, so, I mean, the whole, the whole summary of this episode, I think the main lessons to be learned is that don't be afraid to get into a hobby, no matter what it is. Anything that brings you peace of mind that you can work with your hands with, that you can see grow and develop that you can look at last year, I did this piece and now this year I'm doing this piece and you could see growth and you get that satisfaction of actually obtaining a goal, I think is, I think is a gift and something that we incredibly, that is incredibly undervalued in modern society. But nonetheless, guys, really think about getting into gardening. It doesn't have to be anything big or crazy. I just built two garden boxes, two feet long in my backyard that I'm use for herbs. You can do that in your backyard. You can just plant flower pots, but just take a moment and think about some hobbies or leisurely activities that you want to uptake in spring when things get a little bit more warm. Don't just sit on your ass playing video games all spring and summer because it's right around the corner, only a few weeks until spring. So make use of your time. Um, I think that's about all I wanted to say for this episode, but nonetheless, guys have a fantastic Thursday and I will see you for the next episode and get garden pilled.